Welcome to Into the Mystic Podcast. I'm Juliana Lavelle, and today I will be sharing a recording of an interview that I did a few months ago. This would have been November 2022, and this is my hero's journey with my health and how I went from challenge and shifted that story into an opportunity. So here is my story and much appreciation to Jeff Tomlinson, who has a podcast called Finding Joe, The Hero's Journey. Here it is. Welcome to the Hero's Journey podcast, Finding Joe, the inspiration of Joseph Campbell. And I'm with Juliana Lavelle today, and we've known each other a long time in, in, in our field of yoga and yoga teaching and friends and, gosh, uh, you know, listeners for each other and, uh, you know, peers and um yeah, it's been a lovely connection always. It's organically shown up at different times. And I think this is another one of them now where I knew I I was creating some contacts for this podcast and that just came to me. And and so I reached out and, and thankfully, Juliana was gracious enough to join us. So we'll get into that in a minute. We'll get into... The, the, the exploration of the hero's journey. But I'd love for you, Juliana, to take a few moments and say a little bit about yourself, you know, what, whatever you'd like to share with those that are listening. Go right yeah, ahead. thank you. I, it's an honor to be interviewed or to share my story um, with you. It just feels like a, a really perfect place to you know, have the first time to share this story. Um, I am a yoga teacher. Um, I am an artist. I'm a creative in many avenues. I have a 14-year-old daughter and a golden retriever. And yeah, I'm, I am a free spirit and I um, am definitely a a spiritual seeker in many forms. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is, that is very clear. That always comes through. I think even now on a zoom, you know, podcast audio that, that radiance that, yeah, that we share, you know, I just think when I, when I do see you in person or it's just, you know, our kind of eyes light up and that's always a good affirmation of, of those of us that are those seekers, right? So, uh, yeah, I really respect that. Yeah. And I just want to say, too, that um, uh, Harshad and Uchita have been, like, very special teachers to me in my life through uh, many heroes' journeys. And I've always come back to that feeling that I've had in your studios and your spaces that you've held. So I just want to thank you for that very much. I'm taking that in. Thank you. Okay, well, I I think we'll, we can dive in. So I'd love for you to, I mean, uh, I'll probably interject in a, you know, tactful way at different points, or 
make sure we're on our journey here, but this hero's journey that has kind of the beginning that it's called the separation where kind of life is going along and then there's kind of a fork in the road and then go up against the, the, in, the, the initiation, the, the challenge, the, the whatever that is that's unique to each of us, but shared by all of us. And then the return is the ending where you kind of come back into the world and life unfolding with whatever those gifts are. So it makes sense that we start at the beginning. So maybe say a little bit about kind of your, your moving along in life and, and uh, you know, how that was going and, and what, what unfolded. So this was, um, I, my diagnosis is ulcerative colitis and I'll come back to that um, in a little bit, but I was carrying on with life and I was living in um, Calgary, Alberta for a few years. And I kind of thought that I had um, a handle on life <laughs> in a lot of ways. I was teaching yoga and I was, you know, collecting spring water and eating organic and trying to do all the right things um, in the wellness realm. However, I was a single parent and I was a single parent at that time for, um, I guess, eight years. And so I was kind of doing it on my own in Calgary um, without a lot of uh, community support that or like family um, help there. And I just noticed, started noticing symptoms um, in my digestive system. I, I don't know how graphic we want to get here, um, but I basically started bleeding out of the bottom. Um, and I wasn't sure what was happening. I went to the doctor and I was uh, misdiagnosed. Um, so I carried on kind of just unsure of what was happening for um, about three years where I kind of like wavered in and out of symptoms and um, until it got really bad in 2019 to the point where I just like couldn't, I was losing a lot of blood and I was kind of keeping it to myself, I guess I was confused what was going on. Um, and it's, it's sort of a shameful, um, experience to like not have control over your bowels. Um, and so that's what I was experiencing a lot where I, um, you know, had got to the point where I was just very depleted, very anemic and, um, I was no longer able to teach a yoga class or carry on with my work because I was so sick and I, I literally couldn't contain um, my bowels properly anymore. So I finally was, um, you know, found a doctor that would take my symptoms seriously and she ordered me to get a colonoscopy and uh, my mother, who's a nurse and a counselor, and she ordered me to move back to Kelowna. So I kind of dropped everything and returned home to Kelowna and where I was um, properly diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. And at that time, I was able to um, go on um, prednisone and 
that kind of put me into remission for about eight months. Um, so I carried on um, with my work and just thought, okay, well, that was a bump in the road and I'm gonna thank God that's over. <laughs> um, and then eight months later, it came back again. And um, I uh, tried the steroids again, and this time the steroids weren't effective. And um, I ended up in the hospital um, for about a month and I lost a ton of weight. I think um, Harshad and Achita came to see me actually um, after I got home from the hospital. I was quite thin and emaciated. I've never been quite so um, sickly looking in my life. And so that was uh, certainly very challenging. That was my first like near death experience where I was trying really hard to not to use the biologic drugs. I was, um, you know, seeing a naturopath and doing acupuncture and, you know, I was, I'm a, I'm a person that never took a Tylenol or an antibiotic ever. Like I just <laughs> was trying everything alternative. Um, however, I was, I was suff I was fighting for my life. And so I, it was either surgery or I take these immune suppression drugs, which are basically similar to cancer um, therapy drugs. And so it did work for a few months. However, I had um, an allergic reaction to the, um, the immune suppression drugs that was, I believe it was a Remicade that I was on for a little while and um and then it's and then it returned again where with a vengeance again you know i i was kind of back gaining weight and feeling better and thinking oh i'm gonna beat this and then it just like hit me again um in november of 2020 and so yeah i ended up back in the hospital again and it, this time again it was like it ended up being like another month in the hospital. And you know, after like one week in a hospital bed, you start going a little crazy. And so after you're there and I'm just, and it, this is during the time of COVID too, where um, there's right. like a lot of isolation and restrictions. Um, so I guess we're getting into the separation, I suppose, of the journey. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, you're right there in that, you know, you're, you're, you're at the peak of the challenge, I would say, the, you really the initiation that the dragon, as Joseph Campbell would say, where it was kind of the, the depth of the, of the struggle, it sounds like, is that right? Yeah, I think the dragon certainly showed up like the summer, but like when I went into the hospital and, um, you know, that first severe kind of bout of colitis, um, that's when I, I, I was faced with my own death. I, I had a visit from the Grim Reaper actually that summer in the hospital and it was kind of.
I think this choice of, um, you know, what am I, I was, it was very, there was a lot of feelings that came around, like, um, confusion and anger and sadness over, um, you know, why this was happening and, uh, like finding a way to, you know, I want to keep fighting for my life. I want to keep the fight, but I also am like, I felt like I had no control over it. And that sort of like helplessness of my body, um, like deteriorating while my mind was very much like, no, but I, I enjoy my life. Like what's happening. Um, Wow. Yeah, it was just definitely this internal battle going on through all of that and lots of mixed, um, mixed emotions. And then, so yeah, November, 2020, I ended up having emergency surgery to remove my entire large intestine and rectum. Um, and I definitely don't want to say that surgery is a cure for this disease it's not um however in some cases like um mine and i even have a hard time kind of accepting it to this day i still kind of it's a tough pill to swallow that i had to have that surgery or i can go find myself going back and thinking oh if i only had some other intervention or but that's a futile response. And um, so, yeah, I had an ostomy bag for six months. That's the external appliance. And then thankfully I had the option to have what's called a J pouch where they um, put your plumbing back inside you and they take the small intestine and sew it up to create like a makeshift colon. Um, and so that whole journey was like extraordinary, um, in the sense that my body, you know, I had to like poop out of a bag on my belly for six months. Um, you know, it was when I look back on it, um, I actually feel grateful that I got to experience that. Um, I couldn't say that at the time I went through, you know, that self-loathing and I thought that I was like the hunchback of Notre Dame, like lock me up in the tower. I was in complete disgust with myself. Um, In many ways, I was just, it was all just so much. And, um, but now I see where I, I really had to kind of pick myself up by my own bootstraps. And, um, you know, I have a daughter who is, you know, a teenage daughter who I know they, they struggle with self-image and things like that. Sure. And, um, it was really important to me, um, to be an example for her of what it looks like to love myself unconditionally 
it was, you know, the wit, having her as a witness was really powerful for me to like, um, snap out of my misery. And, um, and I did, and I ended up, I, I, I'm very grateful for like the self-care practices that I have and the family and support that I have. I, you know, got myself into counseling and I just started with rituals. Like I would look myself, I would do mirror work where I would like make a ritual of lighting a candle when I would get dressed and, and pay attention to my thoughts that I would have when I would see myself in the mirror with, with an ostomy. And I would choose to be like, I'm alive and I'm beautiful. And, you know, and, um, so I just want to say for those people that have an ostomy, that have to have a permanent ostomy that, um, there is so much good quality of life to be had with the ostomy. I ended up wearing bathing suits, going swimming, doing all of the things, even going on dates, you know, nothing held me back with having that egg. Well, that's, and that's the return. That's the gift, right? You're paying it forward now in terms of, yeah, it's such a beautiful, I'm not interrupting. I just want to, I just want to say that is the, that is the hero's journey. That's, that's a powerful story. And I, you know, and I love this part where it's, you know, the gift that pays forward now in terms of you just said it, you know, like your daughter and, you know, and your family, and then the integrity of being around the swimming people or around the, the people on a date or whomever, you know, the, the authenticity that comes from, you know, from, from the mirror gaze with a candle of like, this is me, this is today. This is, this is, can I love myself as I am right now? Yes. You know, is what I'm hearing. And I think, wow, what a powerful message. And I, I love that you you're speaking to those people with a colostomy bag, you know, that that's not, that's not who you are is what I, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it for you, but I, that's what I'm hearing. It's like, you know, um, look further than that. So I, I, I think that's an extremely powerful message. Yeah. 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 It certainly was, um, I feel very grateful now that I don't have to have the bag anymore. And there is that technology with surgery to, um, to have the, the J pouch, which is the internal pouch. Um, but yes, I, I look at people now with, um, I disabilities. It was interesting because I, when I had the ostomy bag, I would see people with prosthetic limbs. It was like a weird synchronicity where I would just be out and about. I don't, I swear, I, I don't see them anymore very often, but when I had that bag, I would notice people with a prosthetic leg or things like that, like fairly commonly. And I would notice that running shoe on the prosthetic leg. And I would notice like that person is getting out there and living life or, you know, that person in the wheelchair, that's like skiing down the mountain in a cool skiing device. Right. 
or something. And I, I just, and that's sort of where the part of my return is in the storytelling. And, you know, there are many tools that, um, were, are important to me in the return process. Um, but storytelling, I feel like is like vital and, um, the, one of the first things that I did when I was laying in my hostel, hospital bed is I went on Instagram and YouTube and I found people that have ostomy bags. I found their, them sharing their stories. And some of the stories are, are challenging to look at. And then a lot of stories are like, wow. This person won a body international bodybuilding contest with her bag. Or this person like is out there on their sup board and or this person's having babies with a J pouch after they had. Right. All of this happen. Right. So it's in that storytelling, I feel like it, you know, I that's where I guess I feel passionate that um, that we're able to share our hero's journeys so that we can recognize not only our suffering, but our triumph in one another and know that we're not alone in that process. Yeah. I just want to echo back how universal that story is and how I love that you, you know, that includes all of us, right? I mean, it's, you're talking about a powerful situation that you went through, which I think is fascinating in itself. You know, as you go back to the very beginning of your hero's journey, and you may say, I know you, you know, I know you live a healthy life, and you make, you know, choices really powerfully that, you know, intentionally, etc. And I like that you said, you know, when you were in Calgary, you're growing your own food and, 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 you know, you're saying mountain water or something fresh water and the different choices and even you know the no aspirin and no you know no drugs no medications I you know I can I understand that too and and yet this is what occurred right like what a message that is it's like I'm gonna say this I'm not I don't want to speak for anybody when I do these podcasts but it's like what I want to hear what I want to say in that is like you're doing everything right like you're living you're going along and and yet life unfolds here is what happened and and what do we do with that at the end you know do we and i think it was beautiful when you said you kind of the in the you know the challenge part of the grim reaper coming and you're really battling with i heard that you know and i think that would that's that's we all need to hear that like we 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 could be there or maybe we have been there or maybe somebody that's going to hear this you know is there right now and uh i think there's so much like beauty in death and in coming to the precipice of our mortality and you know what that edge has to offer is like coming back to now and like holy shit like it's it definitely feels like I'm sort of stepping in and out of a dream state being back in my life now. 
um, there's this quality that is like everything is sort of surreal yeah. Um, yeah. here um, and what it means to be alive because I feel like it's in this sort of duality dance that we do on the on this human school plane or whatever you want to call it um, it's easy to get sucked into um, other people's ideas of what we should be doing or believing or choosing moment to moment. And I think that it's that self-betrayal is kind of, it's a slow death. And and it this process has made me reevaluate what, what it means to be alive and, you know, what things make me feel alive and like, why, why do I want to be alive? <laughs> um, and it's it's definitely taken me on a whole journey of of um, well, one thing that I really want to touch on is this something that I notice within myself, um, like my witness consciousness. I feel is a lot more dominant or louder now, and um, the fact that I don't that we're not in control of everything like just to kind of play off what you were just saying of you know i was going along eating the right things and breathing all the right breath practices and chanting or doing my affirmations um however we're not in control of everything all the time and i think that that you know this idea there's a lot of ideology out there that like you know we can manifest our reality all the time or i created all of this and so i went into this sort of like self like shaming kind of thing of like how what did i do to like draw this to myself or um but i really feel like I just really love this indigenous um, description that there's like the great mystery and part of like mystery is that we're not in control of it and that we're not supposed to control all of it. And it's like this neurosis to always be like, oh, I can just, if I can just do all the right things, then my life will just be perfect. And it's just not, um, I, I don't know that any of us are like, can escape the hero's journey. Exactly. I mean, let me know if you do. I, I, <laughs> no, I don't. And I was just going to say what I'm hearing you say there too, is like the people that try to, that try to stay in control and do it all right. They're denying themselves a hero's journey. There's going to be an opportunity in that fork in the road. You know, how could that not be true? If if that isn't true, then I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, why are we spiritual being, you know, is it just like a cosmic joke that we're here? I don't, you know, I don't believe that. I, I love science and I dig it. And yet in quantum physics, let's go there. And there's something going on here that's very special. And I think why would, why, why wouldn't someone want to at least understand this journey and, and, and I, I can say I, I deny it sometimes. Sometimes I try to keep, you know, 
I don't go in the fork in the road. I'm just going to stay on the safe thing that I know over here. But I, but I think the more I've practiced and the more you said self-awareness, the, you know, that, uh, you know, that, that to, uh, internal witness, you know, is able to not react and, and stay like, like you said, louder, it's a little bit louder. The witness is louder. Hey, Jeff, don't do that. Uh, you know, to stay with it and then receive the gift of whatever that is. And it just, and I think, you know, thank you for being here and doing this because that's part of my intention is that, you know, people hear the story and it, and it, it, you know, and they, they get to practice, they start to practice that. And I think it's the practice. It's it's like neuroscience. It's like, you know, you repeat something, you get better at it. You know, so you repeat the hero's journey. You're kind of like, oh, I survived that. And I have some wisdom, you know, I grew, I transformed. And I even wrote in the notes, you know, it's not always clean, you know, it can be messy. The journey can come out messy too, but it's in usually in retrospect, you know, that's the funny thing. You know, it's, it's later sometimes when you kind of go, oh yeah, there was the gift, you know, there was the return. It didn't seem like it. So, but I heard that in your, in your story, I was really powerful to hear. I, I, I thought you told it beautifully and yeah, it was, uh, it's engaging. It's, it, it, I was feeling, feeling it for sure. So. Yeah. I feel certainly this like dance of like, um, I, in your words, you talk about like equanimity and, um, I feel like it's, you know, it is just finding that dance of like holding on and letting go and holding on and letting go. And, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, I love the quote by Ram Dass where he says, uh, we're all just walking each other home. And that's where, you know, I really feel like there's that, that, um, intersection of, of like Holy spirit with community is, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be here without like all of the earth angels and community that um, believed in me when I like found it really hard to believe in myself. And I think as like spiritual teachers or leaders, um, you know, I don't see myself in that. I don't like to put myself on that sort of pedestal. Um, but I think that the beauty in, in that is I could, I got to really let go and like see God in everybody and, and like let people help me too was yes. a huge thing. Yes. Like letting my, my students that were, you know, showing up to support me and love me and remind me of who I am was just like so beautiful that, it was just like this whole circle of holding hands and here we are together. And yeah. I had like the Mormon church and the Catholic church and all of my hippie friends, all, all praying and intending in their own unique ways. And it was just beautiful. That is so, beautiful. That is beautiful. I mean, I was in that mix, right? So uh, I hear you, right? We were, what a few, just that right there, what a message that is, is like, it, you know, when, when the going gets tough, you know, communities come together. I saw that in Florida when we went through a hurricane, you know, 
just, I just think we need to hear these stories and say, well, we're kind of all in this together right now. And it's, it's important, not that every time in history isn't important, but I think it, it's, uh, it's important time to share these stories and to understand our relatedness and to, you so beautifully said, and to, and to be open to the support of, of the earth angels, as you said, because I, I think that's exactly right. You know, spiritual beings masquerading as a human dude uh, or dudette. Yeah. I, yeah. Something one of my dear mentors said to me that is so simple, um, you know, during some of my darkest moments or like moments of suffering, even physical suffering is she just said, no matter what happens, it's okay. You're okay. Like, even in suffering, even in death, even in whatever disastrous, horrible thing that could happen to any of us, we're all, it's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful wisdom. And sometimes hard for people to hear. Another thing I had to really let go of was like victim consciousness. I had to get sick of my own self and be like, because I think that it is a neurosis to get stuck in or me kind of um, an attitude that like there's something um, afflicting itself onto me and like just feeling sorry for myself. Right. And I just reached a point where, you know, I think that I, I just see that a lot, even in like the sort of like psychotherapy or like wellness community, where we go back and look at our relationship with our parents or things that happened in our lives. We sort of put ourselves in this victim identity. And I just see how it's just not useful. It's, it doesn't, it's not good to stay there for too long. I agree 100%. And I think that's a that's a fork in the road. That's a separation right there. I'll take the energy of that of like, oh, my dad went a bonehead and that screwed up. And let me use that energy to then go into the challenge of that of like, oh, I can't, you know, whatever that would be. I'm not I don't want to tell someone's story, but but exactly right. But but many people kind of get stuck on that that victim trajectory, which is kind of a, a it's funny, it's kind of a form of control, like, I'm just going to stay that victim. And that story. So we're, again, thank you yeah. so much for saying that because that's extremely powerful. I mean, there's a lot in this whole story, you know, th those months, uh, you know, the, the soul searching in the hospital and the, uh, this is a rich uh, hero's journey that you explained. There's so many beautiful gems in there. I, I do offer um, like mentorship and tarot readings if, if somebody was wanting a reading in that way. Yeah. Um, but certainly if there is anyone that's going through like an ulcerative colitis journey with, um, you know, going through that challenge, I'm more than happy to talk to anybody about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just certainly like forgiveness and, and prayer, um, yes. is, is a big deal for me. Even now, I just, I love it. Me too. Yeah, it's a, it's a practice. That's the thing. It's just... Yeah, it's a practice. Yeah. 
Right. Well, I bow deeply in reverence to your hero's journey. And I see that smile. I know that glow. I feel the love coming back and forth between us. I trust that we're, we're, you know, we're paying it forward. We're paying it forward. You know, we've got some wisdom. We've got a couple years under our belt that we, we've done some journeys now. And so that's part of our, our sharing moving forward for those that are coming up behind us, our, our daughters, you know, yours and mine. And so thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate this.